From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. A disease that used to be under control is back, and the New York State Department of Health recently issued a health advisory because of measles exposure and some cases in New York City. Here to help us make sense of our risk and how to protect ourselves and our families is Dr. Yana Shaw, a pediatric infectious disease expert at Upstate. Thank you for being here, Dr. Shaw. Great to be here. So with there being cases in New York City, is this something that central New Yorkers need to be concerned about? Uh, Yes and no. If uh, you are not vaccinated and you travel to New York City, you certainly should be concerned uh, because measles is highly contagious um, viral illness. Um, It's actually one of those that are the most contagious illnesses um, to, to contract. In general, if you're fully vaccinated, you should be protected against measles and uh, travels should be safe. So what's the deal with uh, cases in New York City? Where did did this come from? So there was a recent uh, report, as you mentioned, uh, by Department of Health, uh, where they identified an outbreak, actually, of measles um, among um, Jewish community in Rockland County. Um, this particular group uh, contains a number of individuals that are not vaccinated, uh, and um, the outbreak originated by a traveler going to Israel and contracting the infection there and bringing it back to the U.S. So the issues that we're having with measles now are um, international travel-related, mm-hmm. sort of? Yes. In the U.S., it's primarily imported um, infection. Um, However, uh, we have had numerous outbreaks um, just this year, and they continue to occur every year, uh, primarily among um, individuals who are either under-vaccinated or intentionally intentionally not vaccinated. And then uh, there's other outbreaks in other countries, too, not just Israel. Correct, yes. Uh, Europe actually had a large um, measles outbreak this year. Israel uh, as well had measles outbreak. So measles continue to circulate worldwide. And given um, uh, the contagiousness of the infection, um, it spreads very, uh, very easily. And we've mentioned there's a vaccine for measles. Aren't children required to be vaccinated in America against measles? Yes, they are. If they want to attend school or their parents want them to attend school, children have to be properly vaccinated, which includes uh, what's called MMR vaccine. It's a vaccine that contains, besides measles, also mumps and rubella components to protect them from those serious infections. So if everyone, uh, if everyone got vaccinated faithfully, we would, measles wouldn't be an issue, right? Correct. So it's an issue because there are some that are not getting vaccinated. Now, are there legitimate medical reasons that someone maybe would not be vaccinated? Yes, they are. There are uh, several medical conditions where uh, MMR vaccine should not be used. Um, you know, we have uh, people, children, adults uh, who may uh, be undergoing treatment for cancers, um, pregnant women. Um, uh, you know, those people should not be vaccinated uh, with MMR vaccine. Um, The rest of the population, unless they uh, don't have what we call medical contraindication, should be fully vaccinated. So um, those people who cannot 
uh, be are protected through what's called community or herd immunity. Okay, herd immunity being that um, all of the people around you are protected and, and therefore you are because everyone around you is. Exactly. So if we could achieve over 95% vaccination coverage for everyone in the community, those vulnerable ones, young children, cancer, you know, patients, pregnant women, all those who are very vulnerable to measles would be protected um, through us. Okay. Now, the vaccine that's available today, is it the same vaccine that's been used since, was it the 1960s? Yes, the vaccine was uh, developed in 1960s, and then uh, routine um, immunization was recommended in early 70s. Yes. So it's the same that's been used. Mm-hmm. Are there um, are there risks with having the vaccine? So the vaccine is is very safe, uh, but as if with any other vaccines, there are side effects that are associated with vaccination, such as you know, pain at the site of injection, swollen uh, muscles at the site of infection, and in the injection, I'm sorry, fevers. So those are somewhat common and uh, common side effects associated with any vaccination. Okay, but nothing uh, that would give you uh, damage. So serious um, reactions to vaccinations are extremely rare. Um, In uh, many instances, um, the incidence of serious adverse event is one per 100,000 or less. Um, uh, With uh, MMR vaccine, there are some other uh, side effects that have been um, well described and characterized. Again, those, the, the frequency of those is far less common compared to the risk of acquiring um, measles and uh, the complications associated with the natural infection. I want to ask you a lot more about measles, but let me run, remind listeners, this is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Dr. Yana Shaw. She's an associate professor of pediatrics specializing in infectious disease at Upstate. So let's talk about measles. Um, How is it contracted? So measles is one of the viruses that's uh, transmitted uh, through um, cough, uh, sneezing. It can be transmitted through your hands. It's a virus that stays in the environment for up to two hours um, and the person left the environment. So it's a virus that's particularly sticky and can infect people even if the infected person is not in in the surrounding. Um, you know, classically, there were outbreaks of measles um, that were initiated by infected person on, on the plane. And uh, anybody who was on the plane for two hours, for example, would be considered at risk. So similarly, if you enter an elevator, uh, you know, it, it were a person who had measles, um, took a lift as well, you would be at risk of contracting the infection if you're not vaccinated. So that's why you said it was uh, one of the most contagious diseases. It is. And, you know, it's transmitted through the mist uh, that the infected person just spreads as they cough and sneeze and talk and maybe touch their noses, touch their mouth, and then touch um, the environment. So what are the symptoms? Measles usually starts with um, fever, um, cough, runny nose, sore throat, um, uh, pink eye, and uh, classic uh, measles rash. It's a rash that 
starts on the head and moves down your body. Um, children or people who get lucky and just get this mild illness, they will recover and remain uh, protected uh, for the rest of their lives. But um, some children will actually develop serious complications, such as pneumonia that can kill them, can develop um, um, meningitis, meningoencephalitis, inflammation of their brain that can kill them. And actually one in 600 to 1,000 people who have measles will die from this infection. So it can be deadly. It's very serious. And it seems that this, this is just a childhood illness that everybody, you know, it's a rite of passage. And uh, what people don't realize is that it, it is serious illness that kills or causes permanent disability. And um, I think we have become sort of less afraid of it because we no longer see it. Does, uh, can a person recover from it um, easily or how long does it take to recover? So yeah, so uh, most people will recover from measles. Um, it will take, uh, you know, a week or two, a couple of weeks uh, for children to recover. However, we don't know which children will recover fully and will children will go on, which children will go on developing pneumonia or brain infection or who will die. Um, and is, is it a risk for anyone of any age? If they're under-vaccinated or not vaccinated? Yeah, so if you don't have immunity to measles, you will be at risk for measles. Uh, typically, um, you know, historically, children were at the highest risk for measles because they did not, they were not immune. Nowadays, because we do have effective and safe vaccine, if you're vaccinated, you're protected. So if you're exposed to someone with measles, um, how long until you would know whether you've been infected? So the incubation period um, is up to 21 days. So it can take up to three weeks for you to know uh, whether you will develop um, um, illness or not. And are we pretty uh, sure that the vaccine that someone had as a baby is still protecting them when they're in their 50s and 60s and mm -hmm. 70s? Does it last that long? So, um, yes, we expect the protection to last uh, lifelong. Um, and the studies that looked into two-dose series have established that the vaccine provides uh, lifelong immunity. However, you know, if, you, let's say, you have received two doses of the vaccine, but subsequently you might have developed, a, developed cancer, and receive treatment that weakens your immune system, um, you should check with your provider whether you're still protected um, and, um, or whether you should uh, be vaccinated. So you may need to get the vaccine again if you're immune? You may need to, yes. But okay. everybody should discuss this uh, with their providers because they're the be best position to determine um, uh, protection. What if someone doesn't know whether they were vaccinated as a baby or they don't, you know, they don't have the records or they, mm -hmm. you know, parents don't remember? Um, should they be concerned? Is this a vaccine that they need to have again if they're just unsure? 
So in general, if you were born before 1957, um, you would be considered immune and protected um, because measles virus circulated widely and everybody got infected because it is such a contagious virus. After 1957, if you don't have a record and you want to make sure you are protected, you should talk to your provider. Providers can do titers um, um, to check uh, the level of your protection. Now, what if um, someone has a, a planned trip to Europe or, or uh, somewhere else where there's a measles outbreak? Mm-hmm. Um, should they get a booster before they go just for added protection or would that even add protection? Mm-hmm. So if you travel to internationally, uh, boosters are not recommended if you are fully vaccinated uh, because the vaccine is excellent and its efficacy has been um, excellent. So you don't need additional boosters. However, if you're not certain about the number of doses, you're not sure if you're still uh, immune, check with your provider. They can uh, check titers um, to assure oh, you to that, make you, sure. mm-hmm, that you are safe to travel. All right. Well, we've been talking about measles. I mean, me- measles is one thing, but are there other diseases for which children are immunized um, that are highly, the disease is highly contagious or potentially deadly that are making a comeback because of uh, low immunization standards in the community? Uh, yes, yeah, so we have seen outbreaks of other vaccine-preventable uh, infections, such as pertussis, which is whooping cough. Uh, we have had mumps outbreak um, uh, in the past uh, recent years, um, even here in Syracuse. Um, in general, um, those outbreaks are either related to um, uh, children not being intentionally vaccinated or to under vaccination. Um, so um, it's really important that parents check um, or assure um, themselves that their children are fully vaccinating so they can maximize on their uh, protection against those easily preventable uh, illnesses. Do you have patients where the, the parents are just against vaccines and and? What do you say to explain to them the value of the vaccine? Yes, yeah, so I do care for uh, children whose parents um, either have refused or uh, refu- continue to refuse vaccines. Um, in general, I, I try to understand uh, the reasons why uh, they refuse vaccines. At times, um, um, their um, um, op- opinion or beliefs um, or concerns can be addressed uh, through um, additional information that I provide or education. Um, for some parents, not vaccinating is, um, is um, a, their personal belief, but they continue to be convinced that the risk of vaccination outweighs the benefit. Um, unfortunately, uh, we as providers are not always successful in helping parents understand the, tr- the, the true risk of not vaccinating, um, and some children do remain uh, not protected. I do try to remind um, those people that um, uh, their children will probably benefit from the community immunity and herd immunity, um, uh, but um, again, they do need to understand that not vaccinating is a dangerous choice that they make for their child. Um, 
when they mention like personal beliefs, is it, um, is that based, is it a religious belief or is it just a, I don't want to put strange things in my body belief? So it's both. Uh, it's, um, there are some people who believe that, you know, natural infection is better. Uh, they sort of believe everything natural is better. Uh, when in fact, there's nothing far from um, this not being correct belief because we know that measles um, uh, virus is extremely dangerous and I would never ever as a parent of three children take the risk of having my children naturally infected and taking on risk them dying um, or having pneumonia and being on ventilator or having meningoencephalitis and lasting disability um, because I wanted them to get natural infection. So, Although when you say natural infection, I'm old enough to remember they called it pox parties when, yes. when a child had chicken pox. Yeah. The moms wanted, you know, wanted their kid to get chicken pox so that they'd be immune to it for the future, which sort of doesn't make... Yeah, that's an ex excellent example because that has been a frequent and not as, you know, even recently people would still do those, um, uh, what I think is really dangerous... Uh, Russian roulette type of activity because I care for the children who will end up with complications from vaccine preventable infections such as chickenpox, uh, you know, whooping cough, mumps, measles. Um, you know, I understand the parents' rationale behind wanting to be natural. What I don't understand and is that how can they be willing to take on that risk at all when they have a safe alternative? If I knew that my child, my daughter, or my son only developed measles with rash and runny nose and fever and recovered fully, of course I would be okay with them going through the natural wild infection. But because none of us know which children will die and which, win, which one will recover fully without disability and death, we cannot take on that risk. Good point. Well, this has been very informative. I appreciate you being here. My guest has been pediatric infectious disease expert, Dr. Yana Shaw. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.